How you doing, everyone? Anna Luno here, checking in for a little mid-month chat. How are you liking Create Destroy so far this season? I hope that these conversations are giving you a little bit of insight, maybe getting your brain ticking, maybe helping you to fully realize a project that you've been thinking about taking on. Now, after my chat with Nick Sylvester earlier this month, I was thinking about the idea of conversation and how many of us don't have anyone to ask when we have a problem. So I did a call out on my Instagram and asked you any questions that you had about your creative process. And I got a whole bunch. I've picked five and I'd love to run through them with you today. Let's call this section Ask Anna. I'll probably make a little musical sting when I've got the time, but just pretend it's here for now. Subscribe if you haven't already. This is the Create Destroy podcast. My name is Anna Luno. Thank you for being here. Let's dive into these questions. All right. First question came from at Sorbet Kids Beats. Their question was, what's a good way to find inspiration when you have artist block? Now, first of all, I want to say, listen to the podcast with Nick Sylvester. He was full of incredible tips, but there's also some things that I do on a regular basis and that I find really helpful when I run into this. The main tip here is to refill your cup and tickle your creative brain in a way that isn't asking anything of you. Seek out visuals and sounds and absorb it all in. For you, this might be listening to albums from start to finish on a nice long walk. It might be going to your local museum and looking at some art. It might be going to the local news agency and buying some arts and crafts and spending the afternoon collaging or doing something that you loved doing as a kid. Which leads me on to the idea of creative play. Doing any creative act becomes a calling card for every other creative act. So the smaller and silly acts still count. I used to keep paints in my studio and just paint a quick 10-minute watercolor when I first started my day. I found that it just got me having fun straight off the bat. A lot of people love to write. There is a concept called Artist Pages, which is from the Artist Workbook, an incredible resource for all artists. That has unlocked so many people I know and I recommend it to absolutely everybody. For those unfamiliar with that book, the idea is to write three pages of text every single morning. Consider it a total brain explosion. You can talk about anything. You can talk about how you feel, what you dreamt about, what's been on your mind lately, and then rip up those pages or stash them away. No one's ever meant to read those, but they can be a really amazing way to find inspiration and get over artist block. So in terms of active tools that I use right now, I like to play a little game with myself. It's kind of like a Mr. Scribble demo writing session. Okay, so I've got to explain the term Mr. Scribble. Mr. Scribble is a kid's TV show about a puppet that gets a piece of paper with scribbles on it and he has to make something out of it. So I put on a playlist on random. It can be anything, old stuff, new stuff. And I scroll through and I just listen. And when a song comes on, I think about the coolest element. I think, oh, that's an incredible bass line. Oh, wow, I love how the drums interplay with the bass line. Or the, you know, the energy of percussion is so good in this track. And then I challenge myself to make a demo in an hour using that same concept. So it's not copying it at all, but it's saying, all right, I'm going to try and make a sick one-line vocal that's repeated over and over and over. Or I'm going to try and make a track with a horn lead. Or I'm going to use a signature drum break and make a track real quick. Doing this always makes creating really fun again. It plays into my favorite things like observing trends in music and always leads me to surprising myself. In fact, doing this was how I came up with 303, which to some people is my biggest track. So there you go. It can actually turn out to be quite useful, but 
That's definitely not the point. You just want to do it and have fun with it. My next question is from at Tinbin Bixel. When you've listened to so many tracks, how do you make something that is both new and represents you? This is a great question. This is something that is an ongoing struggle for me because I love so much about the genre I work in. But what's helped me over the years is that I've honed down things that I always come back to sonically. I've actually written them out. To me, these are my core inspirational points that are intricately linked with my sound. And they should make up the majority of what I do. Let's say 80%. And the other 20% can be experimentation, having fun with what's new and interesting to me at the time. A friend of mine recently said to me, you're the filter. So no matter what you make, it will sound like you. And I'm leaning on that a lot at the moment. I hope that helps. Okay, third question comes from at Paul Coppola. What are ways you can network and be relevant while being from a regional town away from a scene? He asks. There's a lot to say on this topic. I came up in the era of message boards and that was a place where some of the biggest players were found in small regional corners of the world. Their remoteness became considered uniqueness. They had a perspective that we didn't. Start reconsidering your position as a strength and not a curse. You have your own space and sound, whether you realize it or not. Really hone in to how you can define your sound and find a niche combination of elements that represents where you're from. It sounds silly, but have you ever sampled the birds in your area or the sound of the local lake or the train station or your local market? Think about your art as a soundscape of your area and you'll invariably start to collage together a sonic or palette that represents the unique space that you occupy. Trust me when I say that that's way more intriguing to the listener than emulating what you're seeing in Brooklyn or LA or anywhere else. Embody your experience. Own your contribution. Accept your limitations and feel wonderful about what you're putting out into the world. That's step one. And then use the internet in all the ways. Get into your relevant Reddit or Discord communities. Talk to like-minded people. People are the connection. Send your music to anyone moving in your space. Connection, connection, connection. That is your goal. You'll stand out if your work is unique and authentic. So follow your passion and stay true to your vision first and then take action in your community. Is there anyone around you that's into what you're into? Can you throw a little party? Can you get a group of people together that meet on Tuesday nights and talk about it? Gaining momentum happens this way from a really grassroots place. Share resources with each other. There's a long road ahead and it's hard to say too much without knowing your particular situation, but I think that that is a really strong foundation to start with. I hope that helps. All right. Question number four at Willy One asks, how do you know what type of productivity works for you and how you can improve it? This is a really case by case basis type question. And honestly, I could probably do a whole series on productivity. I probably will at some point. But for the sake of answering this question for you, I think in general, everyone benefits from breaking a project down into small parts. That is without doubt the most important step. I don't know many people who can sit down one day and write a whole album or a whole book in one week or one month. So breaking it down is the first step. And then it's a case of keeping your mind uncluttered and focused on one task at a time. The reason for this is that overwhelm is without a doubt the biggest killer of projects and dreams and creativity. You need to keep 
overwhelm well, well away from your practice. Nothing good is going to happen if you're overwhelmed. So shifting your goals into small achievable steps that slowly lead you closer to your goal will always be the best bet. Okay, now from there, there are so many different productivity methods and probably some great YouTubes online that outline all of them for you. I'm going to talk about my favorite one. My favorite way to deal with productivity, which is not perfect and I'm always trying to improve it, I might add, but the way that I currently work is to map three months at a time, break it down into months and then into weeks. And then of course, I then pick out two to three things that are my priority to do in that day. And I work in one to two hour blocks. In those one to two hour blocks, I try not to get distracted by anything. And I try very hard to complete the tasks in the time allowed. My motto is done is better than perfect. But that's just me. Some people can't live by that motto. For me, I can live with it. So I try very hard to complete the task in the time allowed and then I let it go. Sometimes I don't get it done. I think it's important to aim for that because you surely get a lot closer than not aiming for anything at all. There you go. All right. The last question for today's mini app, the Ask Anna question breakdown. We got a question from at Brookstar who asks, best motivation when you're stuck on a song and need to get motivated to get back to it. So if you haven't listened to the episode with Nick Sylvester, do go back and listen to it after you finish this one. But the idea is to reconnect with what you're trying to make people feel. Really think about that. Focus on the feeling behind the song. And the feeling of the song is not what the song's about. The song might be about dogs, but the feeling is the feeling of love that you have for your dog. Wow, what a hit. Can't wait to write that one. (laughs) Does that song exist? I'm not sure, but let's just say... The feeling is all about love and the feeling of connection that you get from love and you want people to feel love when they hear the song. So then you want to look at every single element of the song and make sure that it's pointing towards that feeling. Does the bass tell that story? Do the drums tell that story? Another thing that I think is really important once you've gotten to that space is sitting down with a few hours of time ahead of you. This is so important, choosing to work on something when you have the time to actually do the work. And it's something that I do to myself all the time. I think about the problem when I know I can't actually do the work. Sit down, listen to the demo, reconnect with why you made the song and what you're trying to make people feel. Go through each element. Are they saying what you need them to say? Is the drum and the bass all pointing in the same emotional direction? Which elements need to be tweaked? Then in 20 minute blocks, aim for progress. And I'm not saying perfection, I'm saying progress. If you just improve them, that's a success. Even if it's not done today, as long as they're improving, you're laying the bricks to get to the result that you want. I might make a list of three jobs to try. For example, try looping those bass notes differently or reattempt that vocal or fix the hats in the second half. And then for 20 minutes, I just go on that one thing. I don't think about anything else. Do that for your three elements in one day and then leave it for a few days and come back to it. That's how I deal with that problem. But definitely also listen to the Nick Sylvester podcast for his breakdown on overcoming the feeling of being stuck. That might help you. And also all the episodes of Create Destroy, we always talk about overcoming 
and motivation. I'm always picking up knowledge on this topic everywhere I go. I'm like an eternal student, but I hope this helps. All right, so that was the first episode of Ask Anna. If you have a question about your creative practice, you can leave a review or a comment in the podcast app. You can DM me on Instagram or tweet at me and I'll try and answer your question on another episode soon. Thank you for listening. Wherever you are, I hope you're approaching your creativity with kindness and patience and just putting one step ahead of the next. That's all you can do. It's the consistency that gets you there, I promise. Catch you next time.